0: what's going on boys and girls we have a terrific episode of two white lights for today i had on the program the 104th avenger himself jawan garrison one of the best if not the best 82 and kilo lifter in the world right now coming off of a massive meet at the hybrid showdown where he totaled 1900 pounds plus eight seven seven kilos for you guys who follow kilos and he breaks down the meat for me. He goes lift by lift, talk about his performance, how he got to that big total. We also talk a little bit about the future, his future goals in powerlifting. The showdown uh, is his next meet. He is going to be one of the top lifters there, and that meet is kicking up a whole lot of steam because it seems like everyone and their mother is getting invited to this thing, and it's going to be a massive meet. He discusses his goals for that. We also talk why he doesn't do USAPL meets or why he has not as frequently. Uh, Jawan is a drug-tested lifter. He has competed in the US, USAPL and drug-tested USPA in the past. So we have a really interesting conversation about that. He explains why he doesn't do that and also if it's in his future going forward, if he would like to be in the USAPL. We also talk about just lifters that motivate him throughout the way, him sharing the platform with those same lifters he looked up to, and... We get into the Two White Lights Lifter Rating. He gives me his Two White Lights Lifter Rating, and we finish off the show with Word Association. Awesome interview. Love having Jawan on. Hope to have him on again sometime. But before we get into this interview, got to talk to you guys about Lefflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to and Visit them on Instagram so you can see the designs and you can see the Lefflar family growing. More people are in Lefflar shirts. They have more gear on because it looks dope, and they make designs for the powerlifter and the strength athlete. Each and every one of their designs relates to strength training in some way, and they also just look so goddamn beautiful. You guys know I'm in love with my Greek design recently, but also got the the cotton candy design, the Miami Vice-looking comp tees. Everything they're releasing is getting so much better and so much prettier And it will be a shame if you don't look as good as the entire Left Fly Bros family because you do not buy some of the merchandise. So go on LeftFlyBros.com, get yourself some merchandise, use promo code 2WL15 to get 15% off of your order. One of the best discount codes in powerlifting, if not the best. Also, they have two White Lights merchandise only on Left Fly Bros. So... You can't go on a Two white, li- white Lights website and get Two White Lights gear. It's all going to be on Left Floor Bros. And also, you can use that promo code 2WL15 to also get 15% off of your Two White Lights merchandise. We got the original tee, we got the Fight Night tee, and we got the dad hats. Make sure you are going to Left Floor Bros and don't forget that code 2WL15. Also, go to rivalist.net, use promo code Angelo15, get 15% off of your informed choice supplements. A lot of you guys who listen to the show are drug tested lifters, you are drug free lifters and you don't want to break a drug test by taking some tainted pre-workout. Go on Rivalist.net, use promo code ANGELO15 to get 15% off of Informed Choice Supplements. That Informed Choice that label is going to be very important. They also got, pre, they got pre-workout protein, branched amino acids, creatine, you name it, you can get it. Also... Go to lift.net and get yourself some Stoic gear. I only wear Stoic gear in the gym and on the platform. Use promo code ANGELO10 to get 10% off of your order. That's the white label, the black label, the green label, the original. Use promo code ANGELO10 and you get 10% off of your order. And remember, follow Notorious Lift on Instagram and make sure you sign up for that newsletter. Because no slip drip is a real thing and the merch and the drops that they release are are selling out fast you can't go to notorious lift and get whatever you want it's, it doesn't work that way you got to look out for those drops and with all the designs they're making you're going to find something that matches your gym attire matches your platform title attire you're gonna deadlift and you're gonna look pretty doing it so make sure you get on that newsletter and make sure you sign up for those drops and look out for those drops as well also We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're available on those platforms. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. We might be a pro-negativity podcast at times, but we're pro-positivity in the review. So say something nice about Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts. Remember that five-star rating as well. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. And as promised, I got with me, coming off of a massive performance at Hybrid Showdown, one of the best 82 and a half kilo lifters in the world. I got with me Jawan Garrison, also known as the 104th Avenger. How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing great. I got to ask you the handle. What's what, what's with the 104th handle uh, Avenger handle? It always made me laugh, but I don't know what it means.
1: <laughs> well, actually, uh I'm a huge Avenger fan. Um obviously, I got the Iron Man emblem on my belt and Iron Man stuff everywhere. But um but no, so I was one day I was just googling stuff and I was like, "I wonder how many Avengers is this?" You know what I'm saying? So I got on Google and I looked up something and it says something like a hundred and three of them, <laughs> and then I don't know where I was looking at, but I was like, "Well, goddamn it, I'm the hundred and four. So that's pretty much where that come from. It's not a huge, it's not a huge story. That could be accurate, could be inaccurate. I don't care. It's gonna stay there.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know what? That's what I was thinking because I was like, you know what? There is a lot of Avengers. There could definitely be over a hundred of them. Then your handle, I'm like I guess it may, may it might be a joke or something, but I always compare it to like uh, the members of Wu Tang Clan. There's like seven thousand members of Wu Tang Clan. I'm like, how many Wu Tang Clan members are there? And like, I find out there's like seventy five. I'm like, oh okay, that's a, that's a crazy big band. But uh, yeah, the hundred and fourth Avenger. I really like that man. All right, so you're coming off your performance at Hybrid Showdown, one of the best meets of the year. I think I made the argument. It is it rivals all the big meets current us open showdown even raw nationals you know getting into the natty side of things uh describe to me your performance of it because it's not it's not common that you total 877 kilos and you're still kind of not being talked about as much as you know daniel bell or john hack but an 877 kilo performance is telling you before the show man whenever you total at 82 and a half kilos you're uh you're you're on legendary status,
1: right? Well, I feel like I haven't been around that long. Um, I'm not a huge uh, social media guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a you know a big following. Um, I'm not on YouTube. I don't do like YouTubing, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I don't try to promote myself as much as other lifters. You know as well Mm -hmm. um that's honestly nothing that i care to do um i really just lift you know because i love lifting Mm -hmm. um i've been doing it for a long time um so i mean i i just feel like that's something that'll come with you know with time and experience you know like the i guess you could say fan base or following or whatever you want to call it but um but, yeah, man, I, I mean, I just – I haven't done that many big meets also. You know, I've, I've done – I did the Showdown last year. I did the Hybrid uh, this year. Um, I bombed out in 2019 at uh, uh, North Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did uh, Tested Worlds in
0: 2018.
1: Yeah. So, and, and those are, you know, not – Super big, but those were
0: the biggest meats that I've
1: done up to
0: date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're well—you're well on your way of consistently doing those big meats because your last two meats were arguably the two biggest meats of the year. So let's talk about the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Describe your performance because I was going through your Instagram stories that day, and I was curious how you were going to perform because it seemed like in the morning that Sunday um, you were having some issues.
1: Well, Sunday morning, I actually woke up with bad case of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. I was in there uh, probably for about an hour. You know what I'm saying? I was. It, it was just really bad. Um, like I said, I was good. I was good all day Saturday. You know, I ate good, drank, hydrated, all that good stuff. And uh, for some reason, I just woke up Sunday morning and and like it all came right back out. And um, and then meat, like after after that, like I could barely eat. I barely ate anything. I think all I had for breakfast. On meat day was two itty bitty pancakes and like a bite of fruit.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: all I could eat on, uh, on meat day uh, in the end. But my performance itself, um, uh, squats, I felt could have moved a lot better. Um, I know I joked around about taking the all-time world record on my story um, the day before. Mm -hmm. And it was a joke, but it was also something that I was like, I might be able to do it. Because I was feeling good, like I said, Saturday. And um, I had just doubled 727 in training, um, you know, a few weeks prior. Um, So I figured I might have been close, you know, in that area, at least had a fighting chance. Uh, So I feel like squats could have been a little bit better. Um, Bench... um, my bench had been suffering, um, I feel, like, the last maybe month and a half, two months before before the meet. Um, I got up to, I got up to, like, 5'18 in training, and then... Um, yeah,
0: I saw that. that I, I, I saw that 5'18 in training. Fucking animal. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, got that up, I got up to that in training, but um, then afterwards, I probably hit, you know, like, maybe five a couple of times, but slowly, it started... I felt... I can tell how my body feels, so I can tell I was kinda getting a little weaker. Yeah. You know, uh, not too far along after that. Um, and then I also started dealing with some um some shoulder issues, some elbow issues or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure that and I'm sure that comes from like all the heavy benching and stuff like that. Um, so my bench was I I I was really just want to keep my bench steady. I wasn't expecting the have a dramatic increase on bench like I kind of was expecting with squats and deadlifts. Um, I kind of just wanted to keep my bench in a certain range because I knew what my goal was for the hybrid.
0: Yeah.
1: My goal for the hybrid was 1900. Yep. Um, The goal for the showdown last year was 1800. So, So I knew what my goal was and I knew what I needed to do in order to get that goal. Um, deadlifts, um, by far my, compared to my other lifts, by far my weakest lift, Uh, um, I don't think I have a horrible deadlift, but as far as like technique and, you know, number wise, it could be, you know, a lot better than what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but surprisingly, those were the highlights of the day for me, um, Better than better than my squats, uh, better than my bench. Mm-hmm. So and that was the first. Uh, I can't I can't even remember the last time I went three for three on deads. Um, and then it being like a, you know close to like a max effort. Um, pretty sure I had a little
0: more
1: mm-hmm. in me on on meat day. But you know I, I I was trying to I was trying to stay in in, in a range where I could you know secure my nineteen hundred. And then have a little wiggle room to play with, you know. I miss I missed I pulled six ninety nine on my third mm-hmm. at um at the showdown, but I missed it. Uh at the showdown last year. So I knew once I got nineteen I was gonna probably end up trying it again. Mm-hmm. So and that's what I did. Uh, I pulled six ninety nine on my third at the hybrid and got it. And it moved really good. It moved really good.
0: Yeah, man, and uh I was I was actually, I wasn't aware, because I mean, people assume, because I have a podcast, I know every single all-time world record that has ever been set. What is the all-time world record on Squat? Squat is set at
1: 760.
0: God damn. All right. So you were at 330. That 600. is uh and you went 3 for 3 on squats that day. So you had a terrific performance there, but yeah, that's uh that's quite a bit to go for that all-time world record. And one yeah, thing I was curious about while watching the the hybrid, your bench jump. So you took a big jump from 205 to 230. Was that a plan kind of thing or were you just like feeling good and like I'm going to gun it? I'm going to I want to take two attempts at this 230 and try to try to hit it.
1: The plan for bench. So like I said, my bench had been feeling a little bad
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, lately. So the plan, I had a plan A and a plan B. Plan A, if I was feeling good, I was going to take my opener, jump to 507. Okay. My meat, my, my previous meat best was 501. So I knew I wanted to at least get a small PR on bench. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the goal for playing A and play B was a small PR on bench. Okay. So, because uh, like I said, I hadn't been feeling too good. Um. So, uh, I, I I got to my opener and surprisingly my opener flew. So I was like, well, I'm not finna waste any time. I'm gonna go ahead and go to five hundred seven. Okay. Um. Normally in the gym. If I was going to get up to 500 pounds, I would, I may lift, uh, I would probably do like 470, 480-ish okay. before I jump to 5. That's right. what I would normally do. But I wanted to say that I, don't, I, I didn't feel like, I, I still don't feel like I need to hit that number in the middle before making that big of a jump um, because I've done it a few times without doing it. Okay. Um. But, yeah, so the plan was to uh, get a small PR on bench. So my opener flew. That was plan A. Plan A was to get the opener, 507, and then whatever else I had in the tank afterwards. All right. As long as I got 507, I was good. Okay. Plan B was if my opener didn't move as good, go opener, 473-ish, and then 507. All right. You know what I'm saying? So if if... And then because I, I knew I had the opener and the second but I didn't know if I was gonna grind a third out or end up going you know what I'm saying going 507 on my second so uh so I ended up going plan eight uh what I wasn't counting on was missing my second <laughs> and a, a lot of people were thinking well probably made too big of a jump. Like, well, that wasn't the case. I felt like I just misgrooved it. The strength was there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I was confident. I was confident in the strength or else so I wouldn't have made, you know, that big of a jump. Yeah. But, um, so that's what it was, man. I just, uh, I was feeling good. I was feeling real good. I wanted to go ahead and get that PR and then see what I can get afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I will say this. After I missed my second, I was freaking out. <laughs> I really was freaking out. And I was, I was, it was on the inside. I was, you know, I was I was grinning on the outside. I'm like, yeah, I got it, I'm good. I can get on my third. But on the inside, man, I promise you, uh, it was probably the worst I had felt in a long time because I'm in Miami, I just spent all this money. Um, I hate this traffic out here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to go home, you know, I, I, because if I don't get my third, 1900 doesn't happen yeah it does not happen because i can't make up for that on my day yeah so so that was crucial to me man um so on my third it, it um pulling that out of my third it, i was praying a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah that's um that's one of the the big things in powerlifting I think, is one of the, uh, the, the actual, the most difficult thing to do in powerlifting is to miss your second and come back for a third and either go up in weight or match it again. Because I, I to everyone listening right now, missing your second attempt on any lift, squat bench or deadlift, is a jarring feeling. And I think right. uh, like every sport has that moment, like a buzzer beater or a last-second play or something in that nature. I think coming back and hitting your third is equivalent to that in powerlifting. And you did it. You were right. The strength was there. Um, I do remember watching uh, me not being exactly sure if you were going to hit that last uh, bench, but you did. And yeah, it really did help your total a lot. Now, something I'm curious about with you, and I guess I would say with most uh, USPA, WRPF, and lifters who don't have a 24-hour weigh-in, do you sit pretty heavy when you train and then... You, you cut down because you got that 24-hour weigh into your advantage? Or do you train within a, like, solid range? Because, I, again, like, you're not really that active on social media, and I can't piece together a whole lot of information just based on what I see. And I was thinking, okay, it's like he's having some issues, maybe with his recomp in the morning. Is there a bi- – is it a big weight cut for you, or is it um, a pretty moderate one?
1: So, um, one thing that – um, I can tell you that my friends can vouch for my diet is horrible.
0: <laughs>
1: it is the worst diet. It's probably the worst. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> I walk around at one eighty eight, maybe one eighty nine okay. on a bad day. I think the most I've ever weighed. I might. I may have stepped on the scale and made and weigh 192 before, but, but usually nine times out of 10, um, in the middle of the day, if I get on the scale, it's going to say 188, 187. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't walk around too, too far over 181. Um, it's just, honestly, I don't know how to, uh, do like a water cut. I've never done one. Um, I've never had to, um, before the showdown meet last year um and 188 is walking around at this weight now is the most i've ever walked around at okay so and i've only been this way for maybe going on a year and a half uh prior i was walking around i was walking around at 185 all right 185 maybe 186 okay so all i would do meet week is just stop eating junk food like 2 weeks out and then the day before weigh-ins I just stopped eating at like 4 p.m. and then I wait. man I would weigh in at like I didn't weigh in at 174 that was my first meet I weighed in at like 174 um I don't weigh in at 176 178 it but it just it kept going up as my numbers was going up yeah so um like I said that was when I first started um, but these past two times, <laughs> I've been pushing it. I wait. I I didn't wait in at I think I was one. I was one eighty one at the showdown last year, and at hybrid, I was one eighty. Okay. So um, but um, uh, but it's it's my weight's been going up. Um, I plan on trying to trying to get up to at least uh one ninety four, one ninety five for this. For my next meet, mm-hmm. um, and then try. To, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm hire like a nutrition coach and all that good stuff. I've already got a plan in my head, but um, but yeah. So I usually, I usually walk around
0: on my 188, 187. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I was assuming around that range, 190, 195. So let me ask you this, because you compete at drug tested worlds, you compete in drug tested many USPA drug tested meets, including USAPL right. meat. Is that the reason why you don't do USAPL meets or is there another reason?
1: The only reason I do not do USAPL is because I cannot get jiggy with the stiff bar. <laughs> that is the only reason. That is that is the only reason I have not I have never I'm not going to say I've never trained with it because before I even started powerlifting if I deadlifted it, it was with a commercial gym bar, a uh, stiff bar. Mhm. Um, but once I started using a deadlift bar, um, I was like, I'm not going back. Okay. So, and the only reason I did one USAPL meet, that was December of 2019 is because I bombed out at North Americans in November. Okay. So I was like, I don't want to end the year on this note. So I actually, literally, just got on USAPL. Well, actually, I got on USPA first to see if there was any more meets. It was nothing close. Uh, USAPL had something close, literally like 15 minutes down the road. So, um, so I signed up for a local uh, meet with USAPL, mm-hmm. and I did that literally three weeks after my competition. Okay. Uh, in Vegas, and I ended up. Um, at that meet, I ended up squatting 644. I missed it in Vegas. Um, I set a bench PR and I only got one deadlift Mm -hmm. and that was my, and that was my opener. And, and then make it so bad. I changed my opener during (laughs) warmups. So I took it down. And I barely got it. So, it was, yeah, so it, it was close, man. It was close. But, but no, nah, I don't like the stiff bar. I really don't.
0: All right, respect. I mean, I'm a guy who competed with the deadlift bar for a little bit. And the stiff bar was a change for me, especially because um, if I don't have a deadlift, then I'm not really going to be competitive in a whole lot of meets. So, right. um, I I could see that. But now, since your total is rising, and – um, I know a lot of the untested lifters might like call me a USAPL elitist for this shit, and at this point I'm so used to it, I don't care. But has since your total is building and you see where you rank against the other 83s, is there any part of you that wants to get into the USAPL and really give Noriega, Russ, Kamar a run for their money? And myself, for that matter.
1: Absolutely.
0: You want to do it?
1: Absolutely. I think, it- I think about it all the time, man. I really do. I really do. And um, it's just something that's going to come down to me, actually. um, Putting in the time and dedicate myself to using that particular bar on deadlifts. Okay. Um, I'm not worried about my squat. I think I can squat with the best of them. I'm not worried about my bench. I think I can bench with the best of them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's just the deadlift, man. So I feel like once I – if I can get to that – Seven sixteen plus range on a stiff bar, then I could be competitive.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, if you if you yeah, just get but, that dead to seven hundred, even with that with your squat and bench, uh, yeah, you're you're gonna be pushing Russinori up there. I mean, I don't think I don't think uh, a whole thirty or forty kilos are gonna be knocked off your total with uh with the switch from the stiff deadlift bar to the stiff bar. I think you're gonna be right right into contention.
1: Right. Uh, another thing. Um, a while back, I was having um, grip issues yeah. with the um, on deadlift. I was dropping a lot of deadlifts um, in in training, in meets. Um, I w- I just couldn't hold on to the bar. Um, I've never trained with straps. I've never used them. Um, I can. I don't know how to put them on. <laughs>
0: yeah I've, uh, i was selling that to people the i i I think by time people listen to the show they know that I hate straps like yeah. I just hate straps and then someone asked me it's like so have you ever pulled with them like nope never once in my life have I even put straps close to my wrists they haven't even been no. on my wrists am I like, thinking about it like oh, this looks good all right maybe I'm no I've never even got to that point yeah i I, I stay away from those like the plague
1: so um so yeah, so I was having issues with the um, with grip, and then I noticed I was like, "Well, this this power bar is a little thicker mm-hmm. than the deadlift bar." So I was like, "If I can't hold on to the deadlift bar, I know good and well I can't hold on to this power bar." You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's another thing that's that's been holding me back. Um, again, it's just something that I I would have to dedicate myself to doing. Um, but I honestly have no intentions on doing it until I reach my goals that I have that I have set now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're—it's not like uh, you're not putting yourself in extremely competitive environments. It's not like you're picking these local meets, these backyard meets, and putting a number. You are picking the two most competitive meets to do a year: showdown and hybrid, especially in the raw category as well showdown is going to be the biggest raw meat on the untested side. Yes. And really, I think it's going to rival anything from the IPF and USAPL in that sense. So uh, that's uh, something I was curious about because it's not like – because we do see this from a lot of lifters. We see them do backyard meets, local meets, put up a big total, and then shy away from any sort of big competition there right. is. And Absolutely. and it's not the case with you. You're going and you're, you're going against the best – 181 pounders, and just the best pound for pound lifters in the world by putting yourself in these two environments. Um, but yeah, man, if you ever do USAPL meets, uh, I'll be, I'll be watching front and center because you'll be in my weight class, and I, I would really love to see that. I, 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 mean, that's like it's It would be, it would be one of the great things in powerlifting. Someone switching federations and seeing how they can stack up against the best, because right now your numbers show that you are every bit as good as the top five guys in the USAPL and IPF. And there's really no question. uh, There's really no question about that. And also, really quick, this is something I just noticed on your open powerlifting. You started off three years ago, almost the same time as me. I started in 2016, and you were putting up insane numbers just right into your first three meets. You're already at the in 2018, your second meet, you were at a 515 dots. Which is ridiculous. So, I, I and I, again, I don't know this about you. What's your background in lifting? Is it just something that you've always done and you're always really good and strong at powerlifting and just like, all right, I'm going to put in a meat, or is there something else?
1: I have been lifting weights for almost 20 years.
0: Okay. Um, is it um athletic background or anything?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I did uh, semi pro football for 11 years. Um, I started when I was really young. Uh, I think I was fresh out of high school when I started playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the gym goes, I've been working out either in the gym or at home or at school since I was about 12 years old. Okay. Um, so lifting has always been around. Um, I just started power lifting Uh, A few years ago. 2017 was my first meet. Yeah. Uh, So I've always... I'm a super competitive person. So um, I really love individual sports. Um, I found it it a way to, uh, you know, push yourself, you know, as a person. Uh, It tests your, you know, it tests your mental pretty good. You know, whenever you can, you know, push yourself to the limit and see... You know how far you can go, um, so that's that's something big with me. Um, or if I'm, you know, I see other people and I'd be like, well, if they can do it, you know, I can do it. You know mm-hmm. what
0: I'm saying? That's what so, I was about um, to. I was about to ask you. That was, was so. Did you just see powerlifting, say, on social media or the internet, and being like, I'm as strong as those fucking guys. Let me let me do well, let me do let me do a meet really quick, and let's see how my numbers stack up. Was it was it anything like that with you?
1: Well, um. After I decided that I wanted to get into powerlifting, mm-hmm. then yes, absolutely. Um, and how I got involved, I was actually um, I was in my 11th year of playing football. And um, I slowly started to fall out of love with playing
0: because
1: mm-hmm. I had been doing it for so long. I played defensive back, so I was hitting people all the time. My neck was always hurting um, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I started wanting to, to find something else to do. Um, at the gym I was going to at the time, there was a couple of people in there who, uh, power lifted. Uh, it, they weren't on like a big, you know, a big stage, or uh, you know, I just local power lifters. And then they just, they just told me, Hey man, you ought to try it out. You'll be pretty good at it. And I was like, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't hesitant at all because I, like I said, I was trying to find something else to do to take up my time because I've always had something to do. Um, so, so I signed up for my first meet, and um, man, I tell you, it was it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, this guy, uh, the numbers that I put up at my first meet was pretty much what I was doing at the gym, you know, at the time. But this guy, he told me, he's like, "Hey man, if you want to be a world champion one day, you can do it." And then his name was Steve Waters. Um, I never forget him. We friends on Facebook. I inbox him still uh, to this day. You know, I talk to him. But yeah, so um, once I decided, okay, I like this, then I started looking up people, and then. Um, at the time, like I said, I weighed in my first meet. I was one seventy four, five ish, something like that. And I was thinking about going one sixty five. At the yeah. time, I was thinking about it. So, um, actually, um, so like I said, once I figured out that I wanted to do it, then I started looking up. Okay, who's the best in the world in these weight classes? Mm-hmm. It's going to be one sixty five or one eighty one. So, um. I started doing my research. Got on YouTube. Michael Marino. Yeah. Uh, Brett Gibbs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, John Hack. Those were the names that was floating around when I started <laughs> powerlifting. So, and I never, I never forget it because like I tell, um, I told Micah, I tell Micah all the time, like I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? Every time I see him, I shake his hand, talk to him. Like I just told him at the hybrid, like that this that was my first time ever competing with him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, at a meet. And I told him like that was that was really special for me, you know, because he was one of the first guys that I saw when I started uh powerlifting. Uh Rostislav Petkov.
0: them. Ross is my I guy. Met him, I
1: met him at um 2019 North Americans in Vegas. He was there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I shook his hand, spoke to him very briefly. But I met him. You know, so and like I said, these are guys that go ahead.
0: You're only you're only gonna get a brief conversation out of Ross. He's not uh Right, he's okay. not a, he's a, he's a, okay. he's not a thousand he's not a fifteen hundred word kind of guy. He's a very yeah, I, I, I've, have yeah. Ross is, uh, Ross is a friend of mine. I really like Ross, but uh, yeah, he's, we, we constantly joke like, everything that he says is like the best piece of advice you're ever gonna hear, but it's never more than two sentences. Gotcha. It's like, and that's what I, that's what I felt, that's what I felt from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember we were talking to like, yo, how, how, uh, how do you get better at deadlift? And he just, like, he looked at us, he's like, uh, deadlift more. We're like <laughs> And we're sitting there, like, waiting, like, to, to get more uh, information out of him. And he's, like, and he's just nodding his head, like, yeah, just de- deadlift more. Yeah. I'm, like, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> so, um,
1: so these are the guys that I'm that I'm watching uh, when I'm first, you know, getting into the sport. And, um, but the one that stood out most, uh, well, the two that stood out most were John Hacken, um, uh, Brett Gibbs. Mm-hmm. So those were uh, some of the first two that I started following on Instagram. Um, I hadn't, I had just gotten my Instagram when I started powerlifting. I hadn't been on IG that long. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, John Hackman, the dude, is amazing. Um, I've been watching, I've been watching him very closely for the past four years.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if if you're in this weight class, he is the guy. You know, even still at 181, it's just, uh, I I made the joke of a long time. I actually run this time last year because that's when uh, I broke the all-time deadlift world record drug tested. Uh, Not all time within the tested and untested. But then I looked, I'm like, wait, how do, I'm like, I don't even know where I rank up on the untested side. And I look, and of course, it's John Hack. Like number one at one eighty one and I was I'm I'm number two at one or I'm number three now at seven fifty. I'm like whenever you have a record, remember John Hack had that record or has that right. record. I'm like it doesn't that if you feel good about yourself, remember, John Hack did it better than you. At a point. Yeah. In two thousand sixteen to two thousand twenty, John Hack did something better than you You're just gonna have to deal with it.
1: So so my thing so this is what happened. Um so I started watching those guys, and then I started thinking, well, even if I can't, you know, put those numbers up, like, it's going to push me because, like you said, they are my weight class. Yeah. So I'm like, if they can do it, like, eventually, you know, I can get there. That's – and I really don't even need that as motivation. I have enough self-drive to to want the best out of myself you know what I'm saying, without even looking at other people. Yep. But to see those people do it, I'm like, okay, they can do it. Like, I can do it. I remember the first time I seen uh, John bench 500 pounds, you know, at 181, my mouth dropped, yep. you know. And I'm like, it ain't no way I'm going to be able to press 500 pounds. <laughs> like, ever. So, but it motivated me, you know. um, Another guy that came along uh, when I first started, when I first started lifting was Russ. I started watching Russ. Russ had a mean squat, and I was like, "This dude is squatting his ass off, like for real."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, that's my favorite lift. So um, I was like, "Well, if he can do it." I can do it. You know, I say, all you got to do is keep working. Just keep working. So, um, so that's, so watching, people ask me often, you know, what drives me and what motivates me. Um, the main thing I would say is me, I wouldn't say I have been underrated. I would just say people just don't know who I am um
0: i would i would because, qualify that as underrated though
1: right i would i would just say i would say people don't know who i am and seeing those other people you know like Russ and john uh you know do these amazing things i'm like well I can do it too mm-hmm. like i'm capable you know yeah so um so it, it it helps me it it keeps me motivated like i like I like seeing people, you know, do good. Mm-hmm. That, that really like, it, it moves me. Like when I see other people, especially people that's, you know, like I said, in my weight range, you know, if I see people doing that, like that, that, that really keeps me going. It makes me want to do better. And then when I actually do it and do better, um, You know, for myself, like I just want to keep going. So I'm full of I'm full of motivation, man. Like, if if I never had to see another lifter again, like just me wanting to do better for myself, you know, is enough. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and uh, so let me ask you this: when you start to compete with those guys, because now you're in now you're in their their the conversation with Hack. And definitely with those other guys as well. Right. I mean, you, I mean, you competed head to head against Michael Marino as well. Is right. when you compete with them now, is it like a bit of a mind fuck? Like, oh my god, I'm actually sharing the platform with these dudes, mm-hmm. and or is it now just a regular thing that you're going through? Because I'm a, yeah, it's like it, it, coming up like you. It's uh, it seems like you really looked up to those guys.
1: I'm gonna tell you this: as far as competing with them. On the same stage, I absolutely feel like I belong there. Yeah, because I've I put in a lot of work. Um, I've I've dealt with a lot of injuries, and so have them. You know, so have, they have to. Um, I've I felt I feel like, like I said, I feel like I belong there. Um, mm-hmm. It's now my first time meeting them, uh, meeting John, meeting Micah. You know, you know, it was like surreal. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like it, it was, it was one of those moments, and uh, those are moments that I look forward to having. You know, in the future with other lifters. You know what I'm saying? I look forward to it. Oh, um, right. That's stuff that that's that's stuff that I'll never forget. I remember, I remember just seeing John for the first time. Um, it was at the showdown, um, and me and my buddy Matt, we was. In the room, uh, was about to weigh in for the showdown, and um, I just seen him walk in, and I was and I was like, "That's John Hag." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I also said, "Ain't no way he making one that
0: That was actually, you know what? This the first time I met John Hag is almost a similar situation to that. Um, because the first time I saw him in person was at the Arnold at the animal cage and him and Garrett were doing a a little deadlift off, like who can get to 800 pound deadlift first. And I looked at him, I'm like, how is that dude in my weight class? He's a, and that was the time he was, he was, uh, totaling 2k at 181. His next meet, I think was 2k at 181. And I looked at him, I'm like, there's, I'm like, oh, I guess I guess this weight cutting thing is real because I'm I was I was I'm a small 83 ki- kilo guy. I'm I mean I'm I'm eating in the weigh-ins. Uh-huh. I have my I have my bananas and my pasta ready at weigh-ins, like eating it on the scale. And I looked at him. I was like, there's no way he's 181 pounds. Uh, then I kind of slowly figured out how you know big of a water cut he takes and big of a cut he does take. He I I looked. I was just walking in. I see this big ass dog. And that as big as Pekingese dog, like I looked at, him am like, what the hell? And then on a corner of my yeah. So yeah, man,
1: it's um, it's 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 a really humbling experience to to be out there with those guys, cause like you said, those are, those are some of the people that I was, um, you know, first first seeing when I when I wanted to get into the sport. Um, but it's it's. It's humbling, but like I can say that at the
0: same time, I feel like I belong out there with those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you you definitely do. And your numbers, I mean, again, you're totaling over 1900 I, I It's another recency bias thing, especially in the untested side of powerlifting. Because the difference between the untested side and the tested side with USAPL and USPA and WRPF, it's never really about the weight classes I feel like in untested side and in USAPL it's all about the weight classes it's all about who's taking the national championship who's the best over who's the best rank lifter in a weight class and a guy like you it's always going to be compared to the best overall lifter which right to me is great because the numbers the numbers don't lie there it's when we were talking about hack I think in 2018 totally 1900 or to 181 heads were exploding heads were exploding people going crazy now you're doing it and i i I think you are starting to get the rating you rightfully deserve i agree because i think just it's a whole thing with powerlifting social media presence youtube charisma like all that stuff kind of plays into it like and i always say like i credit most of my little social media fame on me just throwing a belt on a bar or I me mean right. clapping after a deadlift. Like that doesn't fucking matter. Like the total doesn't matter, but that's I guess how powerlifting Instagram works. You are definitely being thrown in those conversations now, and I'm excited to see it. And now we got the showdown coming up. So, what are your, what are your goals for the showdown then? Is it, you know, you're looking at the weight class, is it a total in mind? What's going on there?
1: Um for this showdown, um my only goal is to break to break 2k. Um, the numbers that I have to get there, I don't care where they come from, as long as I break 2K. Um, I do have a plan. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm, I'm 90% confident, you know, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my goal for the showdown. Um. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that looks at the competition, um, the people in my weight class, uh, because honestly, um, the meets that I have done, like I said, they weren't the biggest meets. You know, minus the last two,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they weren't the biggest. Um, so, other than 2018 Worlds, um, that was probably the most uh competition I've had, you know, at a meet. Uh, but the rest of my meets that I've had, you know, there's there wasn't anybody really close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and 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 I will admit I'm one of those guys that I do look at the roster. When they print the, when they when they post the roster out oh. uh, and who's at the meet, I'm gonna go look up and see who's in my weight class and then, you know, go from there. Um, and a lot of those guys, you know, good lifters, but I'm a little more, you know, further along than them, oh, yeah. you know, as far as number wise. So, um, so I, I don't really, I try not to look at the competition. Um, uh, but, um, uh, my goals I usually have personal goals. I'm really, I'm really at war with myself all the time. So, as long as I go in there and do um, what I think I'm capable of doing, you know, and set my own personal, my personal goals, then wherever I fall, that's where I lay
0: All right. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, anytime you get a 181 guy looking for a 2K total, uh, the whole... The whole powerlifting community is going to look at that. No matter, I mean, you would be the second guy in history, and then the other guy is arguably the greatest lifter of all time. So you're putting yourself in incredibly elite company while you're doing that. So let me ask you this, because I asked you a short-term goal with Showdown, looking long-term here. When it's all said and done, when everything is finished, where you either decide you're not going to powerlift anymore, or powerlifting, or powerlifting is just not an option for you anymore. It's going to happen to all of us at a point. What would you have to like to accomplish in the sport?
1: Um, to be the best at a particular time. I feel I'm, I'm a firm believer that records are meant to be broken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Now, whether that be a day, a week, five minutes, five years, I feel like records are meant to be broken. Um, I just want to be the best ever at some time. I do not have, um, I do not have the the desire to be the best in two weight classes. You know, when I, when I, when I told myself I wanted to start competing, I picked a weight class and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I I don't plan on jumping from 181 (laughs) to 198, um, you know the two twenty, or from one eighty one, and well, maybe I do really good at one sixty five. No, I don't want to do that. I want to stay where I'm at. Now, I will say when I get to um, where I can't make weight anymore, and and I have to go up a weight class, then I pro- I probably find start. I probably start finding something else to do. <laughs> you know, I don't I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I want to be the best, you know, at a, like I said, just for, you know, at a particular time. I want to, I want to tell my kids, um, you know, Hey, dad was the best in the world. You know, he was the best all the time, you know, at this, um, you know, I, I really want to help. I really want to motivate other people, um, you know, to do better for themselves. It's a lot of people know me you know, around here, um, I'm just a normal dude, like, and and they know that, and so I really want to help, you know, motivate others to, you know, to push themselves, uh, people tell me all the time how I motivate them, and, and how I push them, and I'm like, I didn't do nothing but post a video, you know, so, you know, if, you know, if I can get this kind of stuff behind me, you know, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna help them even more, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, man, I just want to be the best. Um, I want to be the best that I can be. Um, even even if something happens and I can't lift another day in my life, as long as I got to the point to where I was the best that I could be at that time, then I'd be happy.
0: Yeah, and you know what, man? I think you're well on your way of doing that. Because if we look at 181s, your trajectory in the sport, you consistently progressing in the sport, um... I think we can be talking about you the same way we talked about John Hack at 181. And within this given time, like, you're the guy right now. Like, at 181 and 877 kilo total. And if, if you decide one day to get into the USAPL, I know I'm doing a little bit of recruiting here because I'm, I'm biased that way. But if you decide one day to get into the USAPL, you would have a very similar accolade to to, uh, to one of the GOATs. And if you're ever compared to one of the GOATs in Hack, then that means you truly made your stamp on the sport. I think you're, and I think you're. I'm coming. Yeah, I think you're there, man. I think you're. You're really close, and I, and I, I love seeing that. As someone who covers the sport of powerlifting, I love seeing someone else try to top another dude because people in the sport sincerely believe that because one guy did it, there's never going to be a guy like him, or they say, like, oh, it's going to take a long time. No, we're seeing the sport move fast and we're seeing people get yes. hungrier because of those guys. And right. And and really like 3 years ago, even though you were still kicking ass, you're you're nothing to shake a stick at 530 536 uh, dot score. 3 years ago, no one was saying like, "Oh, this guy's going to be the one of the best 181ers." No one was saying that. Now, right. we're <laughs> we're having that conversation. We the the conversation is fully moving, so you're on the right track for that man and you know it's going to be another way in order to cement your legacy? A Two White Lights lifter rating. Lifter rating. <laughs> That's going to be a way to cement your legacy. Those live forever. If you get a good Madden rating, that lives on for the test of time. Devin Hester is still going off his Madden rating. We still talk about Devin Hester's rating, so let's do yours. Two White Lights Lifter rating, let's rate you. And this is, again, for people just listening... This is what the lifters think they are, and we have a little conversation about it. So 1 to 99, squat, bench, and deadlift. What do you think you rank within that? So let's start with squat. 1 to 99, what does the 104th Avenger put himself?
1: I've seen some of the lifter ratings, and I agree with a lot of them. Um, I'm going to compare myself to the... Lifters that are in my weight range.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I would say, um, compared to the other lifters in my weight category, I will. I would like to say my squat rating would probably be a ninety-nine.
0: With ninety-nine, yes. So, at actually currently. With a 330, you would be the best at 181, and then if we even go deeper to that, you're the best at one eighty 180, at 183 as well. So, 99. But here's the thing that we get talk about a lot is all-time world records. True. So, when people compare themselves to a 99, they always think of the all-time world record. Like, Perk, Austin Perkins just came on the show. He has the 74kg all-time world record. Drug tested, and I think not drug tested too. The kid uh, squatting three hundred kilos at uh, and that was he's a ninety nine.
1: He's a monster.
0: Yeah, he's an absolute beast, and he gave himself a ninety nine. For you, I would go around a ninety six or a ninety seven because, ro- yeah, ni- uh, because of the all time world. Yeah, because of the all time world record. I
1: can see that. I agree, I agree with that. I, I'm good with that. I'm I'm great with that because I feel like until. I have that then I I may be further down.
0: Yeah. I mean So I'm good with it. A 97 um, though is still out of this world good. Like you're sit when you get into a 97 that means you're like the very best currently and one of the best of all time. So True. Like 99 I could only give like that was a thing I could only give 99s just in my opinion to people who have the all-time and right now, we only have one guy right. who gave himself a 99, that was Perk, and I couldn't find an argument. I'm like, I can't think of a guy who's better than you at squat, so you win. I, I guess I guess I can't really argue against that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can argue against that. Like, True that. Yeah. True that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Wait, how about
1: – I'm good with a 96 or 97. I'm good with it.
0: All right, so then uh, – I-
1: Bench. I- bench, I would say um, – Hmm if my squad will be a 97 um i would probably say my bench will be around the same uh compared to the best lifters in in the sport in my weight class um i would say 97 maybe the 98ish range um i don't i don't see too many um 82 and a half guys benching Five hundred pounds. Yeah. Um. Uh. The only the only guy that I've seen done it in training will be Sean Noriega. Um. And then um, in competition at one eighty one, Malik Durstein. Yeah. And he has the world record, I think. Yeah. Um. So I would I would I would I would say a ninety seven ninety seven ninety eight ish.
0: I would I would definitely agree with you on that one. Ninety seven. If your squat is going to be the same thing, your bench is every bit as good as your squat. You're 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 third on the all time list, and if you're third on the all time list, and currently, and again, current does matter in this in this grand scheme of things because I, yeah, I think really with one eighty one and one eighty three, you have a few guys who can go over five hundred or go over Sean, but you know Sean's one right max and comp is lower than his gym and we're talking solely on the platform right now and I think 97 perf- 97 98 range is perfect for the uh for the bench on that one. So we got we got 297s here. We're shaping up for a solid rating. And that last one, deadlift. And I know you're going to smile at it cuz I I'm I'm curious. I'm curious here what you give yourself because you your hard you're hard on yourself when it comes to the deadlift.
1: I am Um, I'm so real. Um, okay, again, compared, compared to the best in my weight class, um, I will give my deadlifts. Now that I've hit that 699 slash non-gym gore 700 mark, um, I will, I will probably put it around if I had to gauge it. I'll probably put it around, to be completely honest, around a 93.
0: Ooh, around a 93. Now, here's where you're going to get some pushback on me. 93,
1: 94.
0: Here's where you're going to get some pushback on me from that. I think 700-pound deadlift at 181 in this day and age, I feel it's good. It's definitely going to win you some competitions, especially with your squat and bench. True. But comparatively to – now let's combine one eighty ones and one eighty threes. Seven hundred pound deadlift. I could even probably search this right now. Would probably be around, if I'm gonna guess, like twelfth, twelfth in the world. And that's a complete guess. Let's see if I could actually find these. If I uh, play with the, if I play with the uh, rankings here on Open Powerlifting, all feds. Let's go raw. All right, so deadlift. Yeah, about that. So in 2020, I'm going to put, because 2021, you know, it's in, it's in infant stages. That's about the 15th mm-hmm. in 2021. So for me, I'd put you a little lower than a 93. I'd probably put you at an
1: 89.90. <laughs> I can't argue with it
0: i because I, I mean i'm I'm just looking at the numbers right now and then 'cause we're going we're going eighty two yeah i guess we should just go yeah. eighty two and a half because that's that's the only fair thing so yes, yeah, seven hundred even gets you that get gets you I, I, actually, I'm, I actually i'm pretty proud of myself on the dot fifteen so granted good i think whenever you're into the top twenty on things you're good there, but i think uh when you go. I think uh ninety is a reserve for maybe top ten deadlifts, especially within a year. Now if we go all time it's gonna be lower. I can tell you that right now. So Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys pulling seven and at one sixty
0: five. Alright, so let's if I put you at eighty nine divided by three, you're looking at a ninety four lifter rating. I might bump you up though. 94, I, I just, I, for some, I can't give a guy who totaled 1,900 a and 1,81 and 94, even though 94 is ridiculously good, you know what I mean? If we do, based on the other guys who have done lifter ratings before, you are tied with, yeah, you know what, I think 90 you're tied with Sean Noriega, who's the second best 83 KG in the world, and... You know you're the best. One eighty one. So maybe maybe I'll bump you up here. Like if we could find a way to get a little algorithm going to get you to like a ninety six. I because <laughs> like going into the interview, going into the interview, I'm thinking like ninety five, ninety six. Right. You know what I'm saying. But I mean ninety four is not that much off. So how about how about you? Are you are you uh, satisfied with uh, ninety four? Do you think you should be bumped up a little bit? Um, I'm good.
1: I'm okay with ninety four. I feel like I feel like it's I got
0: a lot of work to do, which is funny because like I always tell people, I mean I I don't know if you're familiar, or you're too familiar as I am with like Madden Two K. You get a ninety four on one of those games initially when the rosters are coming up. I don't think anyone's right. disappointed that score. <laughs> That's like right. you're one of the best in the game. You're the guy that people want to use. You're going to be the best on team minus like some crazy numbers from uh, like LeBron James or something like with an overall rating but uh a 94 will you know what I'll get Steve denobi's take on this too the co-host who is actually in charge of a lot of the numbers and see what he thinks because I was thinking I was thinking more 95 96 but um within that range 94.96 we'll get the we'll get the ratings going man but yeah maybe by the showdown it'll be 97.98 who knows we we got and we also it's, got to figure it's, out who's it's gonna the be up there. yeah and we got to get someone on the show soon who's uh 99 so cuz we're we're getting close we're getting close to these 99 ratings
1: so little stuff like that that's what pushes me <laughs> <laughs> it could be the smallest thing like i'm good with it but i know i can do better so it's going to get better
0: yeah so well,
1: the next the next time the next time I'm on, we'll be having a different
0: talk. Oh, for sure, for sure. We're we'll, hopefully we could be giving out the coveted ninety-nine rating uh very soon, especially with you. But yeah, looking at the lifter ratings now from once ones we have. We got Chance Mitchell at eighty nine, Garrett Fear at ninety one. Garrett Fear is probably caused the most controversy. Because one, I think people just like to, you know if if, if you have a uh, knife to sharpen It's probably with Garrett Fear in the sport of powerlifting So you're probably going to get some haters in there uh, Noriega with 94 So in the power rankings right now You would be tied for second with Noriega And again uh, People in the comments on Noriega's were just really mad Because they just hate how he lifts The numbers in there they're just like man I hate how the guy lifts They should bump, they should bump, bump him down I'm like shit guys take it easy
1: Speaking of Noriega I met him for the first time at the hybrid. Yeah, he is in my top three deadlifters in the world. Um, I love watching that guy. I love watching him lift. Period. Um, he's he's one of those guys. Like I said, um, he didn't come along too far after you know the the Russes. Um, like a lot of people give him crap about
0: how he lifts. I love it. No, it's. I wish I can do it. Yeah, he's. Like, I
1: think he's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he he's amazing. We we have a, we have a kind of because uh the co-host of the show Steve Danovi coaches him, so we we often do talk about Noriega, and he is one of the more interesting lifters, really, in the sport. You you when you have a unique characters in in sports in general. Noriega would be our guy because he's so unique with his technique. And, of course, he's at the super high level. And, yes, what you said about his deadlift. His deadlift in the past two years has been so beautiful. Watch the Just the arc of how he has found a way to improve himself on it. He just murdered 727 on the platform and at Raw Nationals. I think he's definitely got 750-plus in him. Um, I'm really excited to see him. Of course, I'm going to aim to put, you know, 20 20 pounds on that, but uh, his deadlift has been just incredible to watch there. So, yeah, I and with uh, with your lifter rating, I think we we uh, found a found a good common ground between you and him. I might I might just have to bump you a little higher, maybe to motivate him.
1: Just I've, a only told bit. This to, I've only told this to, I want to say two people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um, I've never had a coach. Um, Never had a coach. Never had anybody do any kind of programming for me. Um, I usually, I document what I do, um, whether it be on paper or in my phone. I record a lot of my stuff. I've never had a coach. He is the only guy that I have considered letting coach me uh, for powerlifting. Uh, we spoke briefly before um, a couple of weeks before uh, the hybrid, and um, he actually when he that was when he told me he was going to actually be there. I was super excited, and uh, even though even though I um, I'm probably still going to do my own thing um the fact that i've never had a coach and that i've never even thought about getting one um for me to say well if it was going to be anybody it's going to be Sean. um i think that says a lot oh yeah so um and he and rightfully you know rightfully so you know i think he he's he's one of he's one of the best also he really is
0: yeah and you know what if and I'm being completely honest with you right now because Sean's a good friend of um, my uh, of mine too. He's been on two White Lights multiple times. He's a friend of the program. You will not be making a wrong decision getting coaching from Noriega. Trust me, it won't be the wrong decision. Uh, a lot of times you can get that high competitor if they really translate to good coaching, and it's 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 much more it's much more uh, difficult than people imagine. Actually, when you look at the top coaches within the USAPL specifically, a lot of them don't have this high pedigree within their competition career. Noriega is the guy who has kind of debunked that myth that a high competitor can't be a good coach. Him and Bryce Lewis, and there's a few others in there, but I think a lot of questions were how is he going to be as a coach being the high level competitor? And so far, from what everyone has said, they love his coaching. The coaches love the path that he's taking. And I can tell you right now, man, if, if you decide one day to get Noriega as your coach, you will not regret it. Right. So, yeah, man, I I, I agree uh, with you on that one 100%. Now on to word association. So we haven't done this in a while on Two White Lights. Uh, okay. Many people's favorite segment. Word association, I give you a word related to powerlifting, and you give me a word uh, right back. So, I'll start off simple, and we'll work our way into maybe a little bit more complex things. Squat. Uh, my
1: favorite, lift. All right. I squat twice a week.
0: I got you beat on that. I squat three times a week. Mainly, because I don't lift as much as you, and I can handle that. <laughs> So here's the thing. When you don't lift that heavy a weight, you have to do more of it. <laughs> like, if I was squatting into the 700s, right. I think my coach would be like, yeah, let's maybe take it easy on the squat volume. But yes, I squat three times a week. Uh, favorite lift? Um, okay. I, I would not share your favorite lift here. Uh, we might actually be on the opposite with favorite lifts. Bench.
1: Um, needs
0: improving. Okay. Well you gave yourself a ninety seven, so I, I mean I yeah, guess um, it needs some improvement. You're only talking about two overall points higher, but you're third all time on the bench. Deadlift.
1: Deadlift needs work. Work work. <laughs> um my deadlift is improving. Um I feel that um, you know, once I once I hone in on it more, um, not that my my squat is my squat is gonna be good. Uh, my bench is gonna get better. Um, once I focus on my deadlift more, I feel like um, it'll be it'll be trouble.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, based on your squat, I could I could see your deadlift blowing up soon. I mean, and then if you're going to to take the advice of a person we mentioned on the show, Ross Peckoff, just deadlift more, and you should be fine. Right. <laughs> USAPL.
1: Um prestige okay
0: yeah, I would say with you if you, like that under we did the the show topic uh who's the most underrated lifter You were mentioned quite a bit uh Perk took that lead mainly so people would mess with perk uh the ongoing joke of him being underrated. I think a lot of it was a troll uh-huh. job, but I think you got a lot of mentions in there but here's the funny thing I think if you jump usAPl, you're no longer underrated. You get the follows, you get all that stuff that the USAPL lifters have, and then people rate you mm-hmm. accordingly. So... And that's because of just the competition within the weight classes. Right. All right. Uh, USPA.
1: Um... A good federation. Um... I've done multiple USPA meets. Um, I've competed. um, My first two meets were with the APA, um, Alabama Powerlifting Association. Um, But all of my meets up until the showdown last year were USPA. Um, I've always had... um, I have nothing negative to say about the USPA, um, I think USPA Alabama uh, is awesome, mm-hmm. um, I love our chairman, he's a really nice guy, um, all the meets that I've been to USPA have been ran very well, um, so I'm happy with them. Um, I can't wait to do another USPA meet, uh, it just so happened the, the last two that I've done, uh, were WRPF and those uh, were the only WRPF
0: meets that I have done. Mm. Yeah, I, I can see it with the USPA. I mean, really, I think WRPF is just uh, a pipeline now for USPA lifters. Like, if you want to get some big money meets, a lot of people are going WRPF. Reps, reps, Knee wraps. reps. Oh,
1: um, one day. Um, I have I have a goal. I have a goal specifically that I wanna squat first before I put on E wraps. There 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 is a specific number that I wanna hit in sleeves first oh, okay. before what? I put on E before I before I put on E wraps.
0: Okay. So what's that number then? 800 pounds. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, you're going to – if you put on knee wraps, looks like the goal is going to be like 850, 860, 870 range. So, I mean, <laughs> goddamn. damn. All right. That, that's going to be pretty fun to watch. Uh, all right. So, knee wraps, football. It's not the same. Not the same. Um,
1: Once I – I still I – watch it. I watched it some this year, Uh, but, you know, due to the whole pandemic, you know, they had the crowds majority, you know, out of it, Um, but it's, it's okay. Um, I still watch it. I'm always be a fan of it. Um, I do not miss it, you know, as an athlete playing the sport. um, I do not. I'm 100% sold on powerlifting. Uh, This is what I want to do. Uh, this is what I'm good at. Um, so I'm, I'm 100% committed to, to this sport. Uh, but, but football was my first love.
0: Yeah. Comparing the two, do you enjoy the individualized sport more than the team sport? Or, I always find that to be an interesting Absolutely. conversation. Because, yeah, I, I've, I mean, I have not played. Um, I, I'm, like I
1: said earlier, um, I'm big on individual sports. Um I've done uh I guess, like I've done track and field. Mm-hmm. Um I've done wrestling. Um, so I'm really I'm really big on that that head to head type of competition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, powerlifting was the first individual sport I've ever done. And that was okay. for me I'm like, "Oh shit, I guess I do enjoy individual sports more than team sports because I just, yeah, it was it was it was a weird like there's there's great things about team sports. I actually still do love them, but the individual individual aspect of powerlifting was always uh-huh. a nice thing. It was an, it was a very nice change to speed, and especially because I didn't get into it till pretty late. You know, I my athletic career was pretty much done at the time I got into competitive powerlifting. I uh, wasn't playing you know high levels of football like you did, or even a collegiate level. Really, just stopped at high school. Same thing with baseball. But that little transition I did to powerlifting was much better for me. I excelled a little bit more at individualized sports. And always interesting conversation to have.
1: It's kind of one of those things where um, my thing is, you know, if if you don't succeed or if you don't do as good as, you know, you could have done, you really can't, you can't put it on anybody else but yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, and that's, that's the main thing I like about, you know, individual sports. Mm -hmm. You know, Even though at the end of the day, you know, like track and field and wrestling, you know, collectively, it's going to be you know, a team a team thing, but, you know, you don't go out there and win your match or you get out there and come in last place in your race, you know, that's that's on you. Uh, If you get out there and 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 bomb out you know or uh you know you can't put that on anybody really but yourself you know you can't put it on your coach your coach ain't out there lifting your coach might be your coach might be calling your numbers but at the same time you know your body and you got a voice tell your coach hey I ain't feeling this you know yeah. so it, it, that's that's, that's kind of where I am with the with the individual individual sports
0: yeah, that's that, uh, that's a good point. There are on certain occasions where I definitely blame the coach for a lifter bl- bombing out, but those those are uh, few and far between. I've seen some situations I'm like, "Are you taking that jump?" The guy just misses opener on depth. All right, let's see how that works and then the guy bombs out. So, and I and I, and I, and I blame the handler I, I blame the handler on coach on that. So, um yeah, I, there are very few instances where I uh, b- uh blame the coach, but it it, it does happen on, from time to time. Iron Man.
1: My favorite Avenger. Why is that? Of all time. Tony Stark (laughs) is a monster. He like, for real. (laughs) Um, We are... So he's... Besides him being rich and an absolute genius we have the we probably our sarcasm is probably is probably neck and neck like once once you get to know me and we get to talking like he got a smart ass mouth like for real yeah and but the thing is he don't care like at all like he he would tell you and have no regrets at all. So, but no, I love Tony man. He's uh he's pretty cool. He's 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 a cool guy. Uh, he likes say he's my favorite Avenger. Um, but yeah, he he can fly. He can fly. <laughs> ship stuff out
0: his hands. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would agree with you. My favorite Avenger, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Definitely on that one. All right. Now I'm going. I'm going to see where this next word association gets me. Alabama Crimson Tide.
1: I'm a football. I'm a
0: football fan. I have nothing against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay, it's their fan. <laughs> I was. I was because this could have gone multiple ways. I'm sorry. Right, he's from Alabama. Am, plays football. They don't have a professional football team. What side of Alabama do you root for here? I am War Eagle. This is
1: an Auburn Alabama hat. War Eagle.
0: (laughs) Or as Takeo Spikes would say. Or as Takeo Spikes would say, War fucking Eagle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. uh, War damn Eagle. Yeah, I. uh, Yeah, I. I was one. I'm like, all right, let's see where this takes me. I could say either. Auburn Tigers or Alabama Crimson Tide, and I can get a good response out of you, no matter which one I pick, because yeah. like I, because I mean I don't Alabama know. Alabama
1: is amazing. Like, yeah. that, that football program is is off the chain.
0: Well, like, for real, the whole like, state, the whole state of Alabama, when it comes to football, like that was one thing that like considered. True. Like within a time, it was that. uh it was a 2010 range there where it was Alabama and Auburn just kind of trading off national titles and like who's going to be undefeated within just the state of Alabama. Cause I'm a massive, I'm, I'm a massive football fan. So, and obviously I don't have, uh, okay. you know, I don't have a, you know, a, a person in the back. I mean, I would typically root for Auburn because I'm a big Bo Jackson fan got a Bo Jackson Raiders Jersey and Bo Jackson Royals Jersey. Um, Used to live in Illinois too. He's he's a cool fucking dude too. Just a really cool guy, uh. But yeah, I I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to Alabama football. I just got to ask people from Alabama where where they side. All right, my man. Well, we've been talking for a little a little over an hour now. We're at the 120 minute mark, or we're at the uh, almost a 90 minute mark. It's been fun, dude.
1: Absolutely, man. I had a good time. Um, I appreciate you for having me. Like this is this is big. This is my first one. It was a good experience, a great experience. Um, I can't wait to do it again.
0: Hell yeah, man. And I know for the showdown, um, hopefully 2 Way Lights will be doing a lot of coverage on the showdown meet. And you're going to be one of the spotlighted athletes. So around that time, either before or after, I'd love to get you on again. And hopefully we're talking about a, a 2K total when uh, next, well, next time I to- talk to you. All right, well, good luck with everything, man. I really hope <laughs> you, you do get that 2K total. I'm very excited to see you continuously progress in the sport. It's a pleasure watching you lift. It's a pleasure having you on the show. And, of course, I would love to see you at a USAPL meet one day with me. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, man. All right, so we will see you guys Thursday. We're going to be talking with Steve Denovi on USAPL Raw Nationals roster. We are going to also get into our show topic with who is the most underrated powerlifter. Peace!